there was a uh, a song. Uh, did you ever listen to Primus? Uh, just when I'm like listening to Lithium on uh, Sirius. Yeah. Okay. I don't I, even remember the. I don't remember the. I don't know that they ever got like super popular. They had a couple of hits. Yeah. Anyway, there's this right. one uh, called "My Name Is Mud." Ah, my name is Mud. I'll play a little clip. Ready? What'd you think? I thought it was great. <laughs> we're such professionals, you know. I mean, um, it's, it's astounding. <clears throat> right, it is astounding. Hey, Dred, are you representing anyone today? I'm representing DigiBridge. No, yeah, no, you know, we should uh, contact DigiBridge to sponsor this show since we're already right, we're doing saying it. it all. We may as well get some money for now, it. DigiBridge Paxers is kind of across the hallish from uh, Dark Helmets um, Cubbyhole here at the Hickey. PZ Cast but, Studios. Uh, I don't even know what DigiBridge does. I have I no idea. I get the feeling it's in a digital space. Uh, I think it probably, yeah, I, I imagine it is. And yeah. some, some some sort of bridging type of, you know, bringing things together of some kind or something. The, the word bridge makes one think of that. Ah, uh, you know, I hadn't put two and two together until you just said that. But. Before we run the beautiful <laughs> bean footage, <laughs> I would like to uh, point out that you uh, and uh, uh-huh. F3 Nations slaughter the Nantan. Yes. Went to Indianapolis this past weekend for its for F three Indianapolis five year anniversary. Correct. Which uh, some eighty men appeared for, uh, give or take. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You had a workout. We it was a three hour uh, beatdown. It, it consisted of an um, a run for an hour, uh, and then a ruck for an hour where we carried some heavy things. Including uh, myself, they had sort of these pallets and beams. A pallet and stuff of dark, and, yeah. And they were pallet. like, they were like slaughter and and helmet. You're dead. And so then we, I was like, really? <laughs> so they stuck us on these things. Yeah. Now I got the guys who carried me. They had a pallet, you know, wood pallet, and these <coughs> these beams at the you know pushed through them. And so I just kind of sat on the pallet, and you know, four or five guys or whatever, six guys carried you know carried this thing along, and I was just kind of sitting there and waving at people. Huh. Slaughter, on the other hand, a guy named Cornwallis. You remember Cornwallis? He used uh, to be here. He did used to be here. He was like Norman guy. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, he moved out there. I was wondering what happened to that guy. Yeah. He's an English guy, British guy. Uh, sure. I don't think... And then there's two Cornwallis. There there's could be. Cornwallis here is an English guy. Yeah. yeah, he's definitely a Southern guy, so I don't... Oh, okay. Uh, but, so, no. but he, so the Cornwallis here may still be here. I don't know. But this Cornwallis... He's not, not that there. Cornwallis. He's not that Cornwallis. Uh, he's not British. But... Um, Anyhow, he just, he's kind of a smaller fellow, but he just hoisted John over, I mean, uh, Slaughter over his shoulder, just boom, and just started <laughs> walking off. Because Slaughter's dense. Yeah, yeah, And I was like, hey, how was your trip? How was your trip over? <laughs> he was like, it hurt. Guys were carrying me. And I said, oh, that's too bad. I was sitting so on a pallet waiting. you were on like a, a, a royal coach. Like yeah, a, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So he got me back by, uh, you know, uh, finding himself in first class. He told me the airline made him do that. He did get upgraded. Upgraded. When I tweeted the picture, though, I was going to go full. I was going to say like this. It was a full on. Do you know who I am? Situation at the gate, but Slaughter finally managed to snag himself first class. Ah, okay. <laughs> but then I thought that's not even nice because he didn't do that, and Slaughter wouldn't do that. Like, he's like the opposite he, of that. You don't think he, he would, would give up his first class seat uh, gladly? Plus, he would. It's, most uh, Paxers don't know this, but it's like an hour flight. Yeah. From Indianapolis, to I was amazed amazing. at how close it is, and it's even in the same time zone. Yeah, I did. Right. I did not expect that at all. 
It's uh, like flying to New York or Atlanta uh, or something. It's faster than New York almost, you know? Yeah. About the yeah, same yeah. It's yeah. amazing. Well, really, you don't have to go into LaGuardia, so nope. it's not even a pain. Like you go into Indianapolis International, nice small, like Larry you know. Bird International, whatever. They <laughs> is it, <laughs> who was the famous pacer? Uh, Reggie, right? Reggie Miller. Reggie, Reggie. Yeah, Reggie. So was the we're uh, you had a lot of Indianapolis type names there, I guess. There were some, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a little disappointed there weren't any FNGs because it was pretty rainy and cold. Yeah. Uh, and so if there were some that had committed, they did not show up. They did not show up. Yes, there weren't any FNGs. F3's motorboat, who I call Boat. Boat. Boat, who is cadre also boat. a member of the Cadre team now. Yes. Was present. He was. In fact, we stayed in his home, yeah. uh, met his family. It was, it was really nice. I mean, it's, he just, he is a classy guy. And his wife is just a, a fantastic human being. They were just, and the kids were great. You know, of course, two little boys running around, they were insane yeah yeah they were and like six like, i guess she's about seven eight year old uh daughter and she yeah. was so sweet but yeah. yeah it was really good well good I, i'm glad to hear uh that the leadership team's trip to uh indianapolis was uh was good it was fruitful on that note i oh i would suggest we roll the beautiful bean footage absolutely and, and we're, we're back, back and it's good to be back <laughs> we're putting the band back together what would you say you do here we're on a mission from god Who is the Minivan Centurion? He's not simply a husband, father, and a good neighbor, although he is all of those things. He's also the coarse twine that holds the fabric of our community together, fighting to keep us united in the face of those who would split us apart. Most importantly, the Minivan Centurion is the special trustee of the legacy of liberty, which has been passed through generations of tired and bloody hands from the original men who first founded and then fought to build this nation. The Minivan Centurion is you. He's me. He's every man who lives third, holds the middle, and seeks to stay in the fight. <laughs> it's always good to be back. Generally, we uh, we lay this mother down on yes. Fridays yes. afternoons, dark inside, before we embark on our, on our weekend uh, festivities. Yes. However, since I had my uh, trip to Indianapolis already planned... And I did not have the departure time correct. Sure. <laughs> so when I noticed that, I was like, oh, hey, we could either go earlier or we could go Monday. And here we are on Monday. So, good. You know, Dark, I am not going to be here on Friday. I'm going to uh, Sea Island, Georgia for a wedding. I have to leave. This is one of those things where you're, um, so, she, so she says, don't forget we have that wedding. Right, and I'm like, when is it? When is it? When is it? <laughs> so, sometime in March. Anyway, yeah, and, and it's sometime in March until it's like the week of. Right. So like, oh, crap. of course, you know, I was scheduled to to cadre, uh, GTE twenty six twenty six in the uh, the Eastern North in, Carolina, which I cannot do because because uh, you are my wife, my M said, uh, she's like, don't forget. I'm like, whoa, wait, when was this? It's this week. Of course, it's the weekend of that. I said, what What are the... None. There are no odds for that. You're, you're coming. <laughs> family wedding. Family wedding. Uh, who's yeah, getting married? Her cousin's son. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm All going right. to this. That's so. good. That's good. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm there. So, we're not... We cannot lay a mother down. That's right. This Friday. So, we may just combine... We could. Here. We could. We can combine two, or maybe we'll just record one back to back. Could. No, we'll 
Nah. We'll combine. We'll combine. Last week, uh, we dropped uh, three dots. No. No. Pur- Purposeful Mud. That's why I brought up the uh, the right. Primus song at the beginning. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. See? Huh? I, was... I did. No, they had a song called Purposeful Mud. They, well, it's called My Name is Mud. My Name is Mud. Do you yeah. know what Mud means? Or no. I got this all backwards. No. Yeah. Keep yeah. going. All right. Hey, we'll back it up. <laughs> so I will back it up. So once say, upon a time. Oh, how we got there. <laughs> so the idea was... Uh, I was in church yeah. at uh, Waypoint Community Church here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Yep, with uh, with the nation's pastor. With the nation's pastor, after his agony, and uh, he says to the congregation, uh, is there anyone named Adam in here? Mm. Now, there is actually a guy named Adam mm-hmm. uh, who does go to that church, wasn't there that day. Ah, I see. And maybe he thought he was going to be there, but after his grizz. Oh, his, sure. His hospital. Senor Hawthorne. Adam. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Agony said, does anybody know what? Adam means in Hebrew means mud. Who knew? So, yeah. so, so really, uh, you know, when he says, you know, from dust I created you, he yeah. he, he named him I so he remembered. Swooped up a pile of mud and breathed life into it, and thereeth go the first man, Adam, from his uh, yeah. rib cometh the first woman, Eve, his helpmate. Yes, indeed. Uh, so he, you know, gave this uh, this sermon, this idea of God, the Creator, breathing life into a pile of mud. <laughs> right. You know, but it's not just rando life; it's 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 life with a purpose. Yeah. Which I think is deep in the minds of man. Right. That we are. That we have a purpose. That we have a purpose. Yeah, sure. That we are not absolutely. We're not just randomatic. No. You know that we're here here to do something. Um, and that kind of blends into, you know, this, um, this problem that people have with it, you know, this idea, you know, we're somewhat ambivalent as human beings, right? With the idea that, uh, we're created by this vastly superior being. Yeah. We kind of, we, we, we sort of, I mean, we take it for granted. Like take it for granted. It's almost like we can't behold it. Like it's too much to to like. Yeah, I get yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's almost like it's too big a concept. All right. I don't. I, it makes no sense. So I don't. I just kind of. Eh, okay. Sure. Whatever. Right. right. It's it's. But that's it's, not the only. I mean, some people don't even believe that. Of course not. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people like to believe it's a series of like micro accidents, <laughs> which which I think that they've done some statistical analysis on, and uh, I mean, look, I'm not saying it couldn't happen. Right. I'm just saying you probably have a better chance of winning the lottery every day for a year or something like that. Yeah. I mean, it's if it's micro accidents, like it doesn't have any driving force behind it. It means that God didn't craft me to do anything in particular, right? Yeah, you're just sort of here. Right. You're just a thing. It's just random, randomly involved. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah, yeah, because either either you Either it micro accidented out of nothing, you know, or, or or just some matter that bumped into each other, or a star that blew up, or whatever it is, or some some might go so far as to say, well, yeah, I mean, something got set in motion, right? Right. right. But but then, I mean, there's no real involvement. It's just kind of so. Either way, you're kind of just left like meh. There's you know, you're just here. Right. There's no, there's nothing to to get excited about or right. or think about or 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 look forward to, you know. Or we can uh, define it for ourselves, right? We can say, you know, uh, it's God maybe made an act, it was accidental. Like, so they say, well, there was a God, it wasn't micro accidents, but he's not really interested. Yeah, okay. Right? He sure. Just, so that, so therefore, I get what you're saying. Right, yeah, right. therefore, I can just right. make my own. Right. 
Wow, you know what? I think you you may or may not see a little of that nowadays. Uh, yeah, I do because we were talking about um, the pen swimmer uh, yeah. just <laughs> before, which I think we've talked about before, but yeah. it's just back in the news because uh, this swimmer with a male body, yeah, has just, won the five hundred meter freestyle, just obliterated, just obliterated. Yeah, you know which uh, this person mm-hmm. with a male body has decided that God made a mistake, right? Putting, um, I'm trying to work my way around the pronouns. You know, my you pronoun P R O noun is him, H I M. Hi, I'm Pac Man. My pronoun's him. Yeah. Call there me him. Go. Call me him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not even going to say. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, I'll just, okay, we'll say she. She believes sure. that God put her in a male body and that's a mistake. Well, right. it's a pretty. It's a pretty advantageous error to have occurred for for her now. Go figure. Because she's got a big spanking trophy that she would not have. And I'll tell you, I didn't. Um, I, I mean, I'd seen the news things about it and whatever, and this, you know, this, uh, Leah, right, uh, or whatever the, the name is. Um, I didn't really have a good sense of the difference entirely until I saw this picture this week of the the podium, right? Uh, you know, the first, second, third, right, and. It's not like a little. It's like a full, like foot and a half taller right, than, than right. the nearest competitor. Right. And these huge shoulders. I was like, wow. Now I don't know how he. Uh, I'm sorry. How uh, she? How she compares to other swimmers who are male in terms of size? Because yeah. I didn't. I didn't have one standing next to. Her. I imagine averageish Average. or whatever. But like, holy moly! I was listening to a thing that uh, I can't remember if it was this morning or yesterday. Um, but uh, it was a, a Rogan uh, deal. And uh, he had one of his buddies, Tom Segura, com- right. comedian on or whatever. But and this this came up, uh, and and you know Rogan was talking about like he was talking about women in MMA and how there was a dude who transitioned to be a woman, but did not like did not tell anyone. Like, <laughs> it was like supposed to be not obvious. Went in and just obliterated, you know. Uh, and he was terrible as a man. You know, not terrible. He was, right. Eh, right. And the thing was, is he goes. And the, in fact, in MMA. It wasn't like he was uh, a good, he wasn't even a good, you know, it wasn't like, oh, he's good for a girl. Like, he, he just wasn't even good. Like, the women technically were far superior than he was in terms of their boxing skill yeah. or their wrestling skill. But he was just stronger, like right. so much stronger that he could not be beaten by these, you know, by the women. This is not possible. It's one of the fallacies of Hollywood is they'll show, uh, you know, this wiry Mm -hmm. you know 130 or 120 pound woman right you know whooping up on men you know because she's doing some martial arts or something i'm like it it could help you sure but if you're 130 pounds going you know fighting as someone's 230 pounds right and that person has the least that man has has some aggression to him right it's over it's not gonna work not a chance i mean not not even a, a slim chance nope yeah the size and strength have tremendous, provide tremendous leverage and yeah. advantage. So. Yeah. And so it is, it's weird how we've come to this point in our society. Or we wouldn't have weight classes. What's that? We wouldn't have weight classes. Yeah, fair, right? right? We wouldn't. Yeah, if you just let it. <laughs> huh. Yeah, exactly. Because MMA really, uh, more than boxing, makes a difference, right? I mean, MMA really closes, the weight is probably less important because you can kick and all that stuff. But they have weight classes. Oh yeah, hundred percent they do. Yeah, yeah. and they're they and they're kind of thin 
you know, in terms of the, right. the range too, because yeah, it's right. like, look, 10 pounds of mass when it's moving that sure. fast makes a big difference in how difference. hard you get clocked, man. It's, you know, it's physics. It's no joke. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, essentially his body is just a bigger, longer, stronger boat. Yeah. And of course it's given. No him, wonder with well, you right. know, the larger engine, like there's right. no, you know, don't, don't know how to slice it any other right. way, but, but it, it, it's, um, it's, I think it's funny how we've gotten to this point, you know, where to your point, for whatever reason, this, there's a, a subset of people and I'm not going to say they're in any way, even close, not even remotely close to the majority of people. I think it's a very small subset of people who are very loud. Uh, and so we, we hear about it a lot, but who believe in their hearts wholeheartedly that somehow, uh, biological, so, you know, physical parts and gender are completely like one is just in your head and the other is on your body and you can just kind of pick, like you can just kind of make it be like, no, no, no. I've been a woman. Mr. Potato head. Right. I've been, I've always been a woman. I've always been a woman forever and ever and ever. Never mind that I'm 50 years old and I've had three children with a woman. And even then I was a woman. I was a woman who impregnated another woman. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't, I was trying to trouble even putting that together. Right. But. It's a fact. I mean, as these, as, but so there's this, this belief again, I think of a subset of people who are so down this road that you described a minute ago of, well, I'll just make it up. It's I, I'm so in charge of this. It's somehow it's all me. I'm the queen and or king and or they of the world. And therefore, you can't tell me. Uh, and there is no fact. There is no truth. There sure. is no nothing. It's all subjective to me and my little feelings. And therefore, you have to bow to it because my subjective you know, feeling or whatever is exactly the same and has as much weight as any empirical truth that exists. Period. End of story. To me, that's liberalism, not liberalism. L- live? Yeah, like your lived experience trumps all tradition <laughs> and thought. I like you that. know, because we say liberal, yeah. right? But we mean liberal. I like that. And so, liberalism is 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 powerful in the heart of someone who does not accept the fact that God conjured us up from mud and and right. and created us for a specific purpose via a blueprint that he alone has. And I don't know why he chose to make any human being or me or, or why he chose to make me, but yeah. I but I don't believe he makes mistakes. So for Agreed. me to quibble with him and say, ah, you know, I'm actually a, a six foot Sorry, four you missed six it. foot four Asian. You know, right. it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you know, it does and it just drives you to distraction. So the you know, the story I used to illustrate that distraction is, you know, my eldest daughter did not have a hair on her head till she was five years old, which is which is hilarious because she's a lovely young woman and, lovely. and clearly Thank has you. plenty of hair now. Now, but, but yeah. until she was five. Now, when she was mainly in the house, you know, she was um, this didn't bother her much. Right. When she started going to preschool, she looked around. Sure. Oh the, yeah. At the other girls, uh huh, and saw that they all had hair. So one morning, I was getting ready to take her to school, and she comes out of her room with her dress and her little book bag and on her head she's got a pink sweater (laughs) with a hair clip on it that she's fashioned into like a wig yeah 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 that's always interesting it's my extension it's interesting that she didn't request a wig sure i mean she knew what we were she's like she didn't ask any questions about right she just put this on her head just put a put a a pink pink 
She chose pink. There's a sweater on her head. And uh, at first, I said, so why is your sweater on your head? She goes, it's my hair. <laughs> I'm going to love that. So, uh, you know, uh, yeah. I, uh, you know, I took her to school or whatever, and I was talking about it with my wife, and she's, I said, let's just let it run for a little while, you know. Right. I mean, she's five. Yeah. Like, I mean, come on. So she might even four or four. Oh, yeah, that's right. She's yeah. preschool. Right. Yeah, she's in preschool. So she was, she was little. So uh, she kept that thing on her head for a while. Now, her younger sister, who is only like eighteen months younger than her, uh-huh. did not have. I mean, had quite a bit of hair. So one day, and I was supposed to be watching them. <laughs> and by by this point there's three of them it's like right so i mean four, that's, it's four, that's a lot four two and like you know zero point point you know yeah whatever yeah, five point four. four yeah it's that's and, a lot uh, i was not the world's most attentive father anyway and uh but i remember i was sitting there watching a football game and uh the middle one comes running in my room mm-hmm. with no hair on her head gone gone and I said, what happened to your hair? And she said, Carson, that's the other sister. Uh-huh. Carson gave me a haircut. Boy, didn't she? She did. <laughs> so, uh, you're of course, dead. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, my gosh. <clears throat> I'm trying to figure out, you know, what to do about that. Um, and I, I said, I went in and I said, Carson, what are you doing? She said, Jenna wanted a haircut. Uh, I said, sure. did she? Yeah. Right. Right. And um, I said, well, why did you do that? And she goes, I don't want to talk about it. It's in the past. (laughs) (laughs) You know, 15 minutes ago, whatever. Yesterday, it doesn't matter. It's in the past. (laughs) Yeah. It's interesting that Jenna didn't didn't care. It's interesting. That is interesting. So. You'd think that'd be uh, upsetting, but. I think Carson was acutely aware that her, 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 she's acutely aware of two things. Number one, she's acutely aware that she was a girl. Right. That she herself was a girl. A girl. Yeah. And there was no doubt in her mind that a girl should have long hair because that, all the girls sure. at school did and all the girls on TV did. Mom probably did. Mom did. Yeah. And, you know, so she was acutely aware of that. So her substitute hair, which is fake. Right. Was long. Was long and yarny. <laughs> Luxurious. <laughs> Luxuriously yarny and pink in color. But she knew it was fake. Right. So her sister's hair was a was confrontational to her because it was real. So she cut it all off. And uh-huh. this is the only thing oh. that if you can't accept uh-huh. the way God made you, yeah. and you are taking pains to change yourself into something different, uh-huh. then anyone who's real is going to drive you nuts. And you're it's... going to seek somehow... There will be some antagonistic activity. I think... I, and I... To harm them. Yeah. And I think Carson did Jenna harm there. I mean, didn't physically harm her, but she sure. she said, you know, I'm going re- to make you, I'm going to take away yeah. your Whether hair. Whether it actually harmed her or not, that was her intent. That was her intent. Yeah, it was, I'm taking Wouldn't this hair her, right. because you shouldn't. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I think that this. Yeah, Jenna wanted a haircut was right. baloney. This Leah Thomas is harming women. Yeah. And I think that's her intention to do so because she knows that her femininity is as fake as a sweater, sweater hair, sweater, sweater, sweater wig. wig. Yeah. And, and that's what, that's where it's going to leave you. If you can't accept who you are, who God made you. Right. See, this is the argument we get in. Well, this is not who I am. I'm living, I'm living who yeah, I really I am. I decide. See, you don't decide. Sorry. That's that you don't decide. 
God decided. No, God made me a woman, and then, right. I, and then biology accidentally made me a man. Not how it works. It's not how it works. If God, I, I can't find any anything that would support. I can't like find that. anything. Well, certainly not anything in the Bible. That's I can't I mean. can't find anything in the the broad body of just common Very sense <laughs> that no, ma- no, that makes yeah. that makes any sense in that. And now you know. Don't misunderstand everybody who's listening. We're not saying that this person doesn't have a right to do that for themselves to to change if that's what they want to do. They can live their life however they want. They are an adult. They make those kinds of decisions. And if that's what they want to be, then I'm not, I really don't have a great opinion on it one way. I mean, I think it's super, uh, well, I think it's wrong um, in the sense that you're, you're in the same way that any pride is wrong. Like you're, you're saying, you know, better than God. Well, if you are more comfortable wearing a dress and I mean, that's you. Yeah. Do your thing. But you know, this, the idea of liberalism is that it, Liberals elevate the lived experience over tradition, biology, chemistry, common sense, and demand that you pretend to go along with it. Well, then they, they dump it right in their orist basket. That's right, and then and then right. start to bludgeon you over the head with it. There was a quote that I liked by uh, John Cleese, and I'm I'm going to paraphrase it because I'm not sure I'll get it quite right, but it says, you know, essentially, um, when a person can't handle their own emotions, their own feelings, like when they they can't handle them then they immediately uh, begin to seek to control other people's behavior. Right. Have to. Because otherwise they can't get compliance because no one would comply with this made up, you know, fiction. Right. You know, so you have to, you have to beat them over the head with it and and try and control their behavior and legislate them into it or whatever. uh, So that they, you know, they will adopt your fiction. I will tell you something that will likely shock you. Okay. I'm not completely happy with everything about myself, Frank. I refuse to believe that. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not. There's aspects of my physical form and uh, mental proclivities that I'm not, that I find. That you uh, wish were a little different? Yeah. I'd like to be taller. You wish you were a baller? I wish I was a baller. I mean, there's a lot of things I wish. <laughs> sure. Right? I mean, when I was 12 years old, I had size 12 feet. Are you serious? And I said to my... That's a that's a lot of flopping. Yeah, and I said to my basketball coach at the time, I said, oh, I'm going to be really tall. And he's like, nah, I can tell you're not. You're just going to be a short kid with big feet. <laughs> I was like, how the heck do you know that? And he was right. He's like, I've seen a lot of people. Never, I know these never things. Never grew another inch. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Right. You know, I was like, yeah, I yeah. just didn't, didn't... Yeah. Yeah, and I don't like that. Sure. Confronted by that. I think right. God, God erred. Yeah. Well, why don't you cut your toes off? Well, what I think I want to do is to go to uh, guys who are six feet or, or taller and cut off their feet. And or enough of their ankles so they're no taller than me. That's reasonable. So we can compete. Yeah, that's reasonable. That's fair. Yeah. You know, and if it turns out that without feet they can't play very well, well and I have feet, well, you know, that's look. It's the way God must have wanted it because that's the way I feel. Biology is biology, man. Yeah. You can't help that. Yeah. You footless, footless <laughs> freak. Freak. <laughs> that's what you get for being six feet tall. <laughs> right. So this idea of purposeful mud is, I think, first and foremost, is that you. Stop quibbling with God. You know, yeah. you you accept the fact that this is who he made you to be. Yeah. And he had a reason for it. And you don't need to know the reason. No, you know something? So I'm going to, uh, I'll, I'll just share because it's on, it's on topic, right? I don't have, uh, now, of course, there are physical things, you know, I, I'd love to be taller. In fact, my wife would love me to be taller. 
because she, she tells me that all the time. I know. She texts me. <laughs> just like, is there anything you could do <laughs> to stretch were, him out? If Frank were taller. But uh, my wife is 5'11". Uh, oh, I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So she's very tall. She's five, and I'm 5'10". And when we first got together, she was like, you're 5'11". I was like, I'm, I'm 5'10". She's like, Oh, didn't you wasn't that written down people. in that romney notebook that you it was loose leaf that you had <laughs> that was one of the things we left out I guess. oh okay but, but the point being Heights like left blank i don't care right but she was she always had in her mind that it, i would be like six two that a person that she married you know or dated right would be would be taller than her which is not necessarily i mean you'd have to be above average in height yeah you know quite a bit that. yeah because she's very above average in, in five eleven is tall. Yeah, very tall for a woman. Right. Um, and uh, sadly, she's you know, she's very musical, but no coordination. So she didn't play basketball or any right. that kind of stuff. So everyone always asks, "Oh, you must have played basketball." She's right. like, "No, I'm terrible. No. Like it's terrible." Anyway, but, but I can uh, reach stuff on the top shelf. Yeah. that Frank can't reach. The, <laughs> in fact, that's where that's where she puts all the beans. Exactly. She's. I like, want I'm more beans. Get, no, no. You'll have to. You'll have to get a stool. You I'm getting. I'm getting a stepladder. Nope. And it's funny because her, you know, I'm longer in the torso and she's longer in the legs. So I, when I get in the, when I get in the car after her, I have to move the seat up. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. It's <laughs> oh, so good. But, yeah. um, but the point being that, you know, there are things that I would like to change about myself. To your point, right. and you know very well, uh, as my mentor and, and good, very good friend, uh, you know what a lot of those things are. Uh, personality wise or or just competency wise or just yep. feelings about myself wise you know but it never once it's funny how I, I don't know if it's a raised thing or if it's because of faith you know in god and, and understanding of, of how that whole thing works but i never have thought to myself well you know what i'll do is I'll force everyone else around me to, you know, do something different or to pretend that I'm some way that I'm not or whatever. I've all I've only ever sought and said I recognize that the the view that I have of myself or that I want to have of myself rather, um, you know, if that I want to be different in these ways, I I think a lot with your help, a lot with, you know, help church and scripture and all those kinds of things, but but to accept the fact that no, this is this is how you were made, man. Like, and that's, yeah. and really that's okay. You were made with flaws because it's, it's through those things that you learn what you're supposed to become, that you learn who, who you're going to be and that you, you can then, <coughs> that you can then show the glory of that person that, you know, of, the, of that being that created you to say, Hey, look what you were. And look what I helped you become. Yeah, I think that's right. I think there's two related reasons in my mind. Like, why didn't God make me everything I wanted to be? Yeah. Like, why do I have things that are dissatisfactory to me or obvious right. flaws or whatever? So I think there's two reasons. All right. One, because if I was perfect, what need would I have for him? Yeah, absolutely. Right. It's like God, yeah. I I got it. You know, yeah. it's like I mean, I, I've no, nailed it. Right. So being imperfect causes me to seek Him. Yeah, to seek Him, and these imperfections, and in me, they they're not. I think I'm the wrong gender. I mean, they're others things. Sure, cause me to seek Him to understand those things. So that's one reason. Another mm -hmm. reason is. I'm uncompleted or incompleted or incomplete as a man. Mm -hmm. So I seek others to finish that 
while I'm on earth. So in other words, if I were everything that I, a man would want to be, then what need would I have for other men? Oh, sure. And other women. I mean, right. I would be... You could do everything on your right. own just just fine. That's fine. I just I would have no need for God. And I had no, no need for people. And if that were true, then I'd be alone. Yeah. And I, I think that, you know, that's that's I think that's why God does. I believe in my belief system that's yeah. part of the reason why. It's like no man, no one man has it all, right? If you right. look at some guy who's a just a great athlete, graceful, whatever, you know, six foot four, right. never weighs, never has any fat on his body, you know. I mean, you're in a jail in a lot of ways, you know? I mean, I don't, I, I'm not going to say I can empathize. Mm -hmm. I, I can sympathize. I can't empathize with the struggle of someone who believes they're the wrong gender. I, I can't, I don't know what that feels like. Sure. But I have my own issues to struggle with. Sure. And in the continued struggle, that gives me hope. It strengthens my faith. Yeah. It does a lot of things. And if I just, could snap my fingers and say, eh, struggle over. As it turns out, everything we ever believed about X, Y, and Z isn't true because I don't feel that way. Right. I feel differently. Thus, we should rewrite thousands of years of what we learned about humanity. We should just ignore that. Yeah. And it, it doesn't work. Well, I mean, it can't work. I mean, it, it's again, you're trying to thwart the plan. The right. plans are, but it's not going to work like that. You know, it's funny. It just made me think of, uh, I've got a really good friend who, his name is Ricardo. Uh, this sounds fake. <laughs> Ricardo. We'll call him Ricardo. Okay. All right. Because that's his name, that's why we'll call I've him. I've got him. a real but good friend named Schmidlap. Like, <laughs> named Bunkquark. Right. Oh, for right. Yeah. Um, so, no, but his name's Ricardo, and he is a, a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. FCAM. FCAM, for those of you. For those of you who want to say it incorrectly, um, which you're welcome to do. But he is, uh, he has same sex attraction and has struggled with that his whole life. Uh, and you know, it was a lot of shame and a lot of guilt and he just, you know, really struggled with this and really, and he watched a lot of his friends, you know, who also you know struggle with that or whatever, who would, you know, leave the church and all kinds of stuff. He got married. He's got, I think six kids, you know, and it's still something that he struggles with and he's very open about it. And he and his wife are totally, you know, on board. Like they get it, but he, but the thing is, is he has sought constantly to try and understand, you know, and it really used to tear him up. Like, why is it? Why? Why is this happening to me? Why is this? You know, right. like why can't I just live a normal life? Like what? Or you know, in his mind, you know, whatever. Sure. Right? Why can't I just be like everybody else? You know, what's the problem? And he said, the sooner that I finally accepted that it doesn't matter why. This is how I am. Yeah. Okay. So if this is how I am and we can argue about, well, God made me this way or it was, what, it doesn't even matter at some level. Right. He believes that God made him that way because he thinks in much the same way as an alcoholic, you know, would struggle with that particular thing and it never goes away. I mean, I, I talk to slaughter all the time, you know, like he can't go to a bar and just be like, Hey, I've been, you know, 20 years off the juice. I can have a sip. Yeah, you know, not if he not if he wants not to if he wants sober. to stay sober, right? Right, and in a similar way, it's like it's a thing that never goes away. It's a thing you never get to walk away from and be like, I've conquered it and it's over, right? He says, I struggle with it constantly. I struggle with it all the time, but his wife is supportive. His kids are supportive. The church is supportive. He holds positions in the church. I mean, he goes to church every Sunday. I mean, he's you know. What's the key to that story in in, in your mind? <laughs> 
well, and that's kind of what I'm getting is he recognizes there is some purpose, but he's he not going. He's not going it alone. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'm not, no, it's I'm exactly not right. Yes, recast your story, but no, no, exactly. When you yes. were telling me that story, I'm like, okay, the first part of it, I said, how does Frank know this? I mean, because this this guy, we'll call him Ricardo. That's because it's his name. That's his name. <laughs> is uh, so this kind of turns, I think the average non F cameras view of the F cam on his head a little bit. Yep. I mean, I watched the, uh, HBO series, big love. Sure. And that was one of the underlying themes was, you know, I'm sure you didn't watch it. I, I didn't, I didn't have HBO. I would have watched it. Really? Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, I don't care. Well, it's, I actually don't you think can it come was, at us all day. Listen, I actually do not think it was overtly hostile to, well, that's what F- I understand. FCAMism. Yeah, I, that's what I understood is that it wasn't, yeah. you know, it, it was never intended. It was just sort of a... What it did, made good which TV. would be probably um, confrontational to an F-camera, was it normalized pluralistic marriage. Yeah, but everybody thinks we do that anyway. So. Well, no, <laughs> so, you know. not, not so much that. It, it, I get what you're saying. It made it seem like it was... It normalized it. Yeah, it, it, it... Was, it it brought it within the realm of acceptability. Right. And um, some of the pluralistic marriage was going on in the fundamentalist camps, like these are right. living outside society. Right, yeah. They recognize right. some of those weirdos, right? You know, quote, like the unquote, main, weirdos, but the main, the characters of the of the series they were, like were living in downtown Provo. Yeah. And they had three houses in a row and the backyards <laughs> all linked up. And the, the, the brigham of that. Uh-huh. Three-headed uh, monster would had a cat, like he would go from one house to another, like spend yeah. you know, and he yeah, had yeah. like six kids in each house, right? And uh, but externally, you you couldn't tell if, unless you work look too hard. So a lot of the unless you knew, you wouldn't necessarily right. know. And the implication was there was a lot more of that than oh, the average kind of, F camera would have you believe that that the and the church might just be kind of giving a, a wink and a nod to. Well, they weren't actively trying to stamp it out as long as you kind of kept it on the down low yeah yeah right so um in but it did have it did portray the church as spending a lot of time or i'm a lot of time encouraging uh homosexual men to marry women and to go through conversion therapy Uh, that was part of it oh okay okay yeah, that's not a. Th- I mean, I right. can't speak to you know. But the, there may have been places where some people did the, that, but there certainly was not a church the, practice. The, one of the characters who was doing that was completely open about it. Yeah, yeah. You know, completely open about it and said, yeah. you know, talked about his wife helping him, and you know, he yeah, 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 went to some camp or something. I don't know. Was his name Ricardo? It was not Ricardo. Okay. But <laughs> maybe it's it's interesting because I think the average non F camera views the F cam is being particularly hostile towards homosexuality. Yeah. And and I will say, you know, again, in our past that, that could have been true. And I, sure. I think certainly still in certain places, individuals or even, you know, small groups of people probably still are. Um, right. But I mean, we have a whole, but website. there's no branch of F cam that accepts it. Like, like no. accepts gay marriage. No, no. In fact, we've got a whole website called Mormon and gay. Although Mag, maybe now it's changed to Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints member and gay. I don't know. <laughs> I have to look. Man, but you make a lot of long websites. 
I mean, the domain <laughs> name for this stuff is it's like, gotta be, oh, it's gotta be a bear, yeah. right? But, uh, but, but no, you know, but so, uh, you know, of many of the things that you've taught me about FCAMism, I agree, I kind of agree with that approach is to say, you know, it, this is the way you're made. It's not in conformance with how God would have you live. Yeah. Ain't that a kick in the pants? Can we help? Yeah, a hundred percent. Right. Yeah, that's exactly it. Right. And 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 again, not that we view all. You know, like certainly there's some that are tougher to overcome or tougher to deal with than others, right? All I right. Mean, you know, uh, uh, trying to you know uh, an addiction to Twinkies is is probably a little easier and certainly less uh, egregious, you know, in the eyes of anybody as you know homosexual, uh, sure, you know, tendencies or whatever. You know, the, the struggle that he has, right? We would say that one's probably a little tougher to deal with than you know, eating Twinkies, right? Sure. But depends who you are, but fair. And that's the whole point, right? Is in our belief system, the, the challenges that you have, clearly God knew you were going to have them before you got here and you were created with them. Right. And so in your sphere, in your world to you, that challenge isn't really a whole lot different than the challenge I have. It only looks easier from over there. You know, so I think we all take for granted our strengths sure, and don't you know, take around and think we did it. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is what I, you know, I've fashioned this greatness of myself. Yeah. You know, and uh, our weaknesses, we either keep them in the dark mm-hmm. and and curse curse them or this other answer that to come up with is deny your purpose, deny what you, God has made you. I don't. You know, I, if if you could have a, a legit or just an open conversation with this young person, I would say to him, her, um, I understand what you're saying. I do understand what you're saying about how you feel on the inside. Yeah, and leads you don't you feel like wa- it matters. Leads you want to want to co- compete as a woman. I get, I kind of get that part. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't agree, but I get it. What I don't get is why you want to not. Competing as woman, yeah. Competing with women is where I don't understand because there's no competition at all. Right. That's the part where I just right. leave so, you cold. Yeah. If you're a woman, why not? Why not say, well, I'm going to swim in the in the men's division, sure. and I'm going to be the first woman to smoke all the men. Right. Right. Why not do that? <laughs> you can't win like that because you can't win because <laughs> so he wasn't I, any good. That's <laughs> why you know. So it's funny. I was during the workout today. I was kind of talking about my man Stinger and I was like I'm trying to teach Stinger how to be a skeptic <laughs> but not a cynic okay which you, you know he's, not, he's right not no he's like the nicest guy right. in the world but yeah but what I was really getting at is I I have that tension yeah because skepticism which I think is important you know I'm a skeptic I'm like sure I'm skeptical about your motives friend. yeah you know well you always say persuade me yeah persuade you know, me I'm skeptical about me. your motives yeah. but I don't want to be cynical because cynical is corrosive you know well sure because then then you've switched from Seeking to understand to making judgments. That's right. Yeah. Making judgments. And then I think the same relationship could be said of the difference between being humorous, right? Seeing the mm-hmm. humorous side of life and having a gift for uh, for pointing that out in a way that makes people laugh. Sure. And, uh, being, yeah. and being sarcastic. Right. Where well, you're really tearing people down. Well, sarcasm can be funny. It's probably funny a heck of a lot funnier when it's when you're doing it to yourself like you're sarcastic about yourself than sure. it is if you're sarcastic about another person sure uh but sarcasm to me like cynicism can be corrosive whereas um being humorous 
is the equivalent of being skeptical. Okay. Right? So yeah, yeah. it's a way to yeah, if, address. If we're doing one of those like SAT right. things, we'd be like, humorous right. is to skeptical. Right. As <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> the, you know, to be to be skeptical, to be humorous about the odd circumstances we human finds our, right. find ourselves to be in, non-gods and non-angels that we are, to be humorous about that and to be able to laugh at yourself and encourage other people to laugh along with you is a gift. Uh, to be skeptical of the human-formed and human-created answers to the dilemmas of humanity, to be skeptical about them, I mm -hmm. think is, is also a gift. And then if that humor leeches into sarcasm and that skepticism degrades into cynicism, cynicism mm -hmm. then you've kind of you, you've kind of lost the thread i yeah. think i can see that and that yeah. that happens to me yeah you know that happens to me when i am alone or i isolate myself from people mm. Mm -hmm. you know I, that 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 that's happened that happens yeah you, yeah, you get in your own little world and and then you start poking and pointing right. fingers rather than than seeking and, and loving and all that kind that's of right. stuff. Yeah. 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 I yeah. Can see that. That's right. Yeah. So, you know, um, and I don't believe that's my purpose. Uh, no, it's not. Um, because I, I, I have been blessed to experience you when you are full in purpose, you know, and it never, it's never like that. Never. Oh, like that. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. Not, a, not at all. You know, and I, I spent a lot of time praying about that. Yeah. I spend a tremendous amount of time with other people. Yeah. To help me keep, keep you from, that, yeah. keep me from that. Yeah. And I try to be honest about the way I feel so that people can recognize it in me. And then, you know, if you say you believe you have a weakness and you confess it to another man and then tell him that he has delegated to him the authority to speak to you, to correct you when you indulge yourself in that weakness. Mm -hmm. And then as as much as you resent it when he does that, <laughs> exactly what you asked him to do, right? you are a complete beneficiary of a wonderful thing. And that purposefulness of our joint experience here on earth, I think is a big part of what God did. I mean, I, yeah, and I agree. Until that time when we return to the mud from which we were swept forth, I guess, my friend. I reckon so. All right, brother. Yes, sir. As always, I'm going to ask you three questions. Uh, I'm prepared. Are you? I am. Will you love and protect your family? I will. Will you be an asset to your community? I will. Will you fight to hold the middle of this great nation of ours? Every dang day as best I can. Then, my friend, you're a minivan centurion. Can I tell you something else? Oh, sure, of course. <laughs> you got a face for real. <laughs> can I tell you something? Yes. It's a podcast. Darn it is. <laughs> Show enough. <laughs> You've been listening to the Minivan Centurion. If you liked it, share it, rate it, and review it. Then join us every week while we talk about what it's going to take to fulfill our duty as men and leaders. You were made for these times. The road will be rough, but you're up to the task. You don't fight alone. You fight alongside Centurions. Centurions.